Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah. Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Every day, in Jesus' name, amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak, Lord. Speak to us tonight with strength and clarity and power. Let it be clear that we've had an encounter with you tonight. Don't let us log off the same. Don't let us leave this building the same. Don't let us return to the same mediocrity or mundane lives and existence that we have. But I pray that, Father, even as we are in this spring feast season, that we would see sudden fast-forward movement, not just around us, but in us. I pray that we would accelerate quickly internally. I pray that wherever we have been stagnant and stuck internally, that things will begin to shift and move quickly whatever mindsets needs to change everybody shout shift whatever ideation needs to change shout shift whatever thought patterns need to change shout shift whatever friendships need to change shout shift whatever money management needs to change shout shift whatever needs to change in your family shout shift whatever needs to change in your body shout shift whatever needs to change in your money shout shift Whatever needs to change around you, shout shift. Now put a praise behind your sudden, fast, forward, hey, hallelujah. Do me a favor, fist bump two or three people on your way to your seat and just tell them he's the God of movement. He's the God of movement. He's the God of movement. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So this series this month is called How to Spring Forward to teach you how not to be stuck nor stagnant in any area of your life. Make this declaration. Say, I will not be stuck and I will not be stagnant. I need you to say these types of things. Why? Because Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of your tongue, which means if you don't say it, you're never going to see it. And the enemy wants to shut you down, keep you muzzled, so that you live a life that's default. What does that mean? Whatever happens, happens. We're not that type of person. We're the type of person that was not sent just to live a default, mundane, boring existence, pay bills, have babies, and die. No, we were sent to the earth to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. We were not 
not sent just to go through life being a mundane, boring, average individual who never accomplishes or succeeds at anything. And the only persons that we are in competition with are other people. No, you are the type of person that's in competition with yesterday's version of yourself. Which means every day I'm getting better. And my Thursday me will be better than my Wednesday me. And my Friday me will be better than my Thursday me and my Saturday me will be better than my Friday me and my Monday me will be better than my Sunday me. I need you to encourage somebody next to you say you keep getting better. You keep getting better. You Matter of fact, I need some of you to hear me. You got to keep your life in movement. Why? Because the devil can't hit a moving target, which means as long as I keep my life in movement, he'll never know what to attack. He'll never know what to come against. Open your mouth Wednesday. Say he's the God of movement. God is not stagnant. God is not stuck, nor does he desire for you to be. Hear me. Everything. Say everything. Everything that God does, he does it to manifest movement in your life. Everything that he does. When he lets them betray you, it's to make you move. When he lets them do you right, it's to make you move. When he makes them fire you, it's to make you move. When he shuts down one door, it's to make you move. When he closes one opportunity, it's to make you move. When he opens up an opportunity, it's to make you move. Everything that is happening in your life is to manifest movement in your life. I need you to open your mouth, make this declaration, say everything, everything, everything. No, there is nothing that is happening to you that is not happening for you, which means even if it hurts like hell, I need you to keep going. Don't stay there. Why? Because it is manifesting movement in your life. So watch this. What does movement mean? Movement means change or development, which means you cannot be 12 months from now in the same place that you are today. You cannot be 30 days from now in the same place that you are today. Watch me Wednesday. You cannot be in 24 hours in the same place that you are today. Over and over again, we see the God of suddenlies. That when things needed to change and it had been a long time, God would release a suddenly. And I don't know who this is for Wednesday, but I need you to make sure you're next to somebody with faith in the building. Somebody with faith online. And I need you to touch them on the shoulder and just say, suddenly. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, I, I, I need you to put some type of shout or rejoicing behind that. Come on, touch them and say, suddenly. I, you're going to be like a woman with an issue of blood. You had that problem for 12 years, and then all of a sudden, su- he's the God of movement. He's the God of movement. It means change or development. Change or development. Watch me. For something to develop means that it happens in stages. Pay attention. Some of you don't even recognize how much you've moved because you've, gone, you've moved in stages. You're like a butterfly. A butterfly starts as small as a sesame seed on a sesame seed bun. That's stage one. And for some of you, you don't even recognize that you're moving because your current stage required more time because it needed to produce development in you and was going to get you ready for your next stage. The second stage of the butterfly's life It grows to 100 times its size. It literally eats and it consumes until it is 100 times its original size. You would think that that's the final stage. Look at me. And for some of you all, you thought your previous victory was your highest height. You thought what you did in your last decade was going to be your best. You thought the job you used to have was going to be your best. What if I told you that what's ahead is way better than... I'm not playing with y'all. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, he's the God of movement. He's the God. 
So the second stage, it looks like this is it. I've arrived. But then the butterfly has to go to stage three. And in stage three, it, it goes into a chrysalis or a cocoon. And it is now suspended behind the leaf or it is put underground. Pay attention to the, 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 the drama of both of the scenarios because it's put behind the leaf, which means it's going to be overlooked. Pay attention. Which means nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to pay attention to it. Everybody's going to ignore it. I'm so glad for those people that ignored you because in a few days, they're not going to be able to. You're about to go from overlooked to overbooked. You're about to have the same people that said you never make it and the same people that said you never succeed. I need you to touch somebody close. You say, everybody about to see it. Oh, they're about to see God get the glory out of your life. They're about to see what a survivor looks like. They're about to see what a miracle looks like. They're about to see. You like to energize a bunny, baby. You just keep going and 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 going. Stages, stages, development happens in stages. It doesn't all happen at one time. And I'm glad God didn't do everything for you at one time. Why? You weren't ready for him to do everything for you at one time. You still had some trifling people around you. Matter of fact, I need some of you to hear me. Until he dismisses them, he can't take you to your next stage. I I don't need you crying over anybody that's gone. I don't need you crying over anybody that's exigent your life because it's part of your development. Say, he's developing me. He's developing me. So stage three, it's a crazy stage because that stage lasts from anywhere from two weeks to two years predicated upon how big the butterfly is going to be. If the butterfly is going to be small, stage three doesn't last long. For some of you, watch me, your development stage has been lasting forever. Is there anybody in the building besides me where you're like, this last stage seems like this thing is never ending. What if I told you, watch me, your stage three was going to come to an end in quarter two? I'm not playing with you Wednesday. I'm not playing with you Wednesday. I need you to open up your mouth. Say, he's the God of movement. He's the... Now, now watch me, watch me. Then he gets to stage four. And in stage four, it turns into what you see as a butterfly. In stage three, it's not recognizable. It, watch me, it's isolated. It's cold. It's dark. It's by itself. And I'm so glad that God has had you in moments where it's been just you and him so that you could deal with yourself. Let's talk. You needed to deal with your emotions. You needed to deal with your feelings. You needed to deal with your insecurities. You needed to deal with your idiosyncrasies. You needed to deal with your need to be needed by people that ain't about nothing. You needed to deal with your desire to try to please everybody but God. You needed to deal with all of the issues from your childhood trauma. Watch me, because in where you're headed, you can't bring all of this baggage with you. Why? Because you're, oh God, it's, it's too heavy. And for some of you, you're so tired because you've been carrying all of this baggage all of your life. And this baggage is getting heavy. But I need you to touch somebody and say, he's the God of movement. Which means I'm not carrying my baggage from my previous stage into my next stage. I'm putting a period on some things. I'm, I'm finishing some things. I'm wrapping some things up because my next is ready. Let's go. Say, he's ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Change. Change or development. Change or development. It looks nothing like it looks in stage four than it did at stage one. So because God is a God of movement, you won't look like how you started. 
And for some of you, I need you to just look at the person to your left and your right online. Look at somebody that's watching with you online. If there's nobody watching with you, just look at me. Watch me. This is the last time you're going to see them like that. Because the next time you see them, there's going to be another development. I ain't playing with y'all. There's going to be another development. There's going to be another contract. There's going to be another property. There's going to be another check. There's going to be another stream of income. There's going to be... Open up your mouth. Say, he's the God of movement. So watch me. It means change or development. Change can happen instantly. Development happens over time. Then it means to change your location or your position. Watch me. He's the God of movement. So he's the God that says the first shall be last. The last shall be first. Check this out. How does he do that? He's the God of movement, which means you were at the end of the line. But because he's the God of the movement, this is what you've been thinking. I'm just moving up the line. Moving up the line. I'm just moving on up the line. Just move. But what's me? He's the God of movement, which means instead of you moving up the line, he's going to move the line. So that now you were the tail. He's just going to flip the line and you're going to be the... I don't like some of y'all's lack of faith. He's the God of movement, which means God can do in one moment what he has not done in years. Just because he didn't do it last year don't mean he won't do it tomorrow. Just because it didn't manifest last month does not mean it won't happen now. Shout the God of movement. So watch me. Our introduction to God. I feel like teaching a little bit. Our introduction to God makes this clear. I got to run up. Our introduction to God makes this clear. Because in Genesis, we're not introduced to him as some man sitting on a throne that's quiet. Hear me. For those of you that don't like noise, you know, you're not going to enjoy heaven, so you might as well go to hell. Because the Bible says his throne is surrounded by noise. His throne is surrounded by worship. His throne is surrounded by praise. All day, angels go back and forth saying, holy, 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 holy. He's in the midst of the noise. He's in the midst of the sound because God is attracted to sound. This is why when his people would fight battles, he'd tell them to shout. See, some people say, I don't believe in all that emotionalism. Baby, this isn't emotionalism. This is spirituality. See, you fight your battles with your fists and cussing and emails. I fight my battles with a shout. I, I fight my battles with a praise. I fight my battles releasing praise to a God that has never lost a battle. He's never lost a battle. He's never lost a battle. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It says, it says, it says, it says in Genesis, we're introduced to him as a God of movement. He's not silent. He's not stuck. He's not stagnant. Say so he's the God of movement. This is why for many of you, watch me, when you're sitting still for too long, you, something, watch me, for some of you, let me tell you why you keep making mistakes. Because when you sit still and get stagnant, it, watch me, if you don't use that movement for God's glory, you're going you, to misuse that movement in the wrong direction. This is why you keep getting caught up with who hits you up in your DMs. Y'all ain't going to talk. Why? Because there's something about you that needs movement. I just need to make sure you're moving in the right direction. But the earth was unsightly, which means it didn't look good. It was unfurnished, which means it didn't have what it needed. And darkness was over the face of the deep. Darkness, darkness, darkness. It was dark. It was not looking good. And it didn't have what was necessary. Is there anybody besides me in the building or online where there are certain areas of your life that look unsightly, unfurnished, and darkness? Darkness means the absence of the knowledge of God, which means, God, when I look at this area, I'm like, where are you at in this? 
Say, Bishop, where is he at in this? Uh-uh, ask him with authority. Say, Bishop, where is he at in this? I'm going to show you because look at the screen. It says, and darkness was over the deep, which means it was over a confusing place, an empty place, a place that felt like I was wasting time, wasting energy, wasting money, wasting my days, wasting my life. And it looked so bad, it was bottomless, meaning how much worse can this get and how much longer can this persist? And watch what God was doing. And the spirit of God moved. Y'all not going to say nothing. While it was confusing, while it was dark, while it was empty, while it was unsightly, while it was unfurnished, God says, but I'm getting ready to move. And I need somebody in this building to hear me. God is about to move in your life. God is about to move in your situation. Please touch somebody next to you. Say, he's the God of movement. Watch me. He's moving. He's moving over the water. He's moving over the water. He's moving over the water. Can I teach like I want to? He's moving over the water because Noah's flood wasn't the first flood. The Bible says, in fact, that the land is called forth out of the water, which means Noah's flood isn't the first flood. This is why God makes the promise that he'll never flood the earth again. Why? Because this wasn't the first time that he did it. So, so watch me. God has already started over once before. And for some of y'all, I need you not to be afraid of starting over because God specializes in starting over and moving. God specializes in you having nothing and taking your nothing and turning it into something. God specializes in you not knowing exactly how it's going to work out, but I set a date anyhow. You don't know where you're going to go, what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it, but I set a date anyhow. He specializes in starting over. So watch. The Bible says that the Spirit of God moved over the water. He's moving over the water. There's no lamb because the lamb has to be called forth out of the water. He's moving and it looks like an abyss. It looks confusing. It looks empty. It looks bottomless. It looks unsightly. It looks unfurnished, but he is moving. Watch this. Verse 3, and God said. Now, when you read the word said in English, it makes you just look like he spoke something. And that's partially true. It's not inaccurate, but it is complete. Because the word said there in Hebrew, can I teach Wednesday? The word said there in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it means answered. Shut up. <laughs> you, you missed it. I don't mean shut up literally. I just mean it's so good to me. I don't know why you ain't saying it. Look, look at me. Look at me. God says, I have an answer for your confusion. Uh, God says, this is my answer to what seems bottomless. Okay. This is my answer to what seems confusing. This is my, y'all not saying nothing. This is my answer to what is unsightly, unfurnished, and dark. And some of you, you're like, God, when are you going to do something? Watch me. Your mouth is going to start your movement. Wednesday, I don't like how y'all looking at me. Your mouth is going to start your movement. I need you to start declaring you debt free when you get a new bill in the mail. I need you to start declaring your family is saved even though they acting like Freddy, uh, Freddy Krueger, Chucky, and Michael. I need you to open your mouth because your mouth starts your movement. So let's look at the verse. It says, and God said, and God said, which means he answered, which means God, the problem was a question. His statement was an answer. Okay. Confusion was a question. His, his declaration was an answer. When the situation seemed bottomless, that was a question. So when he says something, this is his answer. Look at me Wednesday. What's your answer? Because is your answer, I don't know? 
Or is your answer, what did he say? Let there be. <laughs> Let there be resources. Let there be favor. Let there be breakthrough. Let there be answers. Let there be peace. Let there be shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All is Let there be light. Okay, but I got to deal with said more because it doesn't just mean answer. Watch this. It means challenge. It means I'm answering the question that the predicament is asking. But at the same time, I'm challenging the validity of the predicament. See, some of y'all are too passive. You just let whatever life does to you, you just let it do what it does. And God says, I need you to start challenging some of this stuff. You just wake up, I'm just not feeling good. How about you tell yourself how to feel, preach? Paul said, I think myself happy, which means I don't care what it feels like. I'm going to tell my feelings the feeling that I need to have in the moment because not feeling good ain't helping me, ain't helping my kids, ain't helping my spouse, ain't helping my situation, ain't helping my job. So I tell myself what I need to think because what I need to think is what I want to think. And what I want to think is challenging the validity of the predicament. But then, but then it's not only an answer, it's not only a challenge, watch me, it's a command. <laughs> Let's talk. Watch me. You have authority. You, you and I are in the image and likeness of God. So every time we speak, you have an authority you're unaware of. You have an authority you're unaware of. Because your words leave where you're at. And John 6, 63 says your words are spirit. So your words leave where you are and go to where you want them to be. Your words will leave one city, go to a new city to open a job for you. Talk. Talk. Your words will leave one city, go to another city and get a building for you. Oh, God. Your words will leave one city, go to another city and open up somebody giving you the keys. Your words will leave Wednesday night live and they'll go to wherever you need them to go and they'll create what you need them to create. Please open your mouth Wednesday. Say he's the God of movement. Answer, challenge, command. Look at this, demand. So not only am I commanding, commanding means that I'm exposing my expectation. But to demand means I'm putting pressure. What would happen if you, one of, my, one of my favorite movies is Boomerang. Now, don't judge me. Who knows the movie? All right, y'all remember the movie when Pops, rest in peace. Y'all remember, now, I can't say the first part of what Pops said. But y'all remember when Pops said, you can't let what's happening to you happen to you. He said, you got to reverse it. You don't let it whip you, you whip it. Now, just come on, be a good church Wednesday. Just stop looking at me like you ain't never watched no movies. Some of y'all watched it last night. I can tell. It's, on, it's written all over your face. That's why you won't look at me. Come on, you two. Y'all ready? Watch me. Look at the person next to you. Say, reverse it. What would happen instead of saying I'm under so much pressure if you reversed it and you put pressure on your pressure? So instead of saying, I'm so tired, when you feel the tiredness and the pressure of being tired, you say, and I'm going to get up and clean this house, and I'm going to get up and knock something out, and I'm going to get up and make a change, and I'm going to get up and get it done. I'm going to make myself get the paper done tonight because I ain't procrastinating to get it done tomorrow. Put pressure on the and the more pressure you put on me, I'm going to reverse it. I need for those of us that are people of faith in the building and online, when I count to three, if you're going to reverse it, pop up out your seat and turn around one time. One, two, three, pop. If that's you, go. Reverse it. Reverse it. 
Reverse it. Reverse it. Reverse it. Reverse it. Reverse it. Reverse it. Reverse Somebody shout the God of movement. So God says, I'm putting pressure on the pressure. So I'm looking at confusion, and I'm putting pressure on confusion, and I'm saying, give me a solution. Give me an answer. Give me a way out. Come on, we got to go. Then it means to declare. So, and God said, he answered, he challenged, he commanded, he demanded, and he declared. Here's what your neighbor's been doing. Well, Lord, if it's your will. Lord, if you want this to happen. And God says, there's nothing about that that commands. I need you to walk with such an authority that you say a thing and you act like you got a 1 Samuel 3.19 anointing. That you will decree a thing and that thing will be established. That, that whatever you say, God is not going to let it fall to the ground. Wednesday, I need you to open up your mouth and say, this second quarter will be the best quarter of my life ever. In every way. Demand that. Demand, uh -uh, demand that. Say this second quarter is going to be way better than the first in every way. Now touch somebody close to you because somebody needs agreement. Online tag somebody and just say this second quarter is going to be your best quarter in every way ever. Let's go. And God said, let there be light. Light here isn't the sun of the moon and the stars because those are created later. Light here isn't the sun of the moon and the stars because those are created later. Light here isn't the sun of the moon and the stars because those are created later. Which means what you keep saying you need, you don't need. Because when he, cre no, you missed the revelation, so let me back the thing up because you missed it. See, when he says light, he wasn't talking about the sun or the moon or the stars because those were created later. When he says light, he's saying, let there be me. Question, uh, question and statement at the same time. Let there be light. Well, if there's no sun or no moon or no stars, then how do we have light? We have light because we have God. When we have God, we have answers. When we have answers, everything we need is already in our reach. <laughs> You are not missing anything. I just need you to turn the lights on so you can see what's already in your reach. I wish you'd elbow somebody say it's already in your reach. Every answer you need, every opportunity you need, every hookup you need, every ounce of favor you need, everything you need is already within your reach, but you got to turn some lights on. He didn't need the sun for there to be light. He didn't need the moon for there to be light. You don't, watch me, you don't need everybody to like you. You just need one person to like you. You don't need every person to favor you. You just need one person to favor you. You don't need every judge to turn it in your favor. You just need the one that's sitting on your case to turn it in your favor. Wednesday say he's the God of movement. So what did I teach you? Your mouth starts your movement. Say my mouth starts my movement. So watch me, if God is not into us being stagnant or stuck, what does it mean to be stagnant or stuck? Here's stagnation, showing no activity. You weren't built to have no activity. In fact, even when you sleep and you think you're not doing anything, your body is busy repairing itself from all of the damage of the day. Your body is so incredible that when God created it, it would fix itself. 
All you had to do was put it in a state of shalom, rest. All you had to do was put it in a state of rest and it'll fix itself so that when you wake up, everything that happened throughout the course of the day that was traumatic, that your body had the ability to fix, your body fixes. Which means even when you're not in motion, you're still in movement. You ready? Number two, it means sluggish. You were not created to be sluggish. If it's something I can't stand, is a sluggish person that's just walking slow. They're eating slow. They're talking slow. Everything just, pick it up, man. We got places to go. We got things to do. God did not create you to move at a slow pace. Look at me. This is why it feels like everything's happening so fast. Look at me. Because God is not a God that's into slow movement. He's not into you being sluggish. Third definition, it means having no flow and often having, here it is, an unpleasant smell as a consequence. Which, which means some of your attitudes are because of your stagnation. The only reason you hate on other people is because you don't feel good about where you at. And I need you to look at somebody close to you and say, and you will not be stagnant. And you, come on, type that in the comments, every online platform. Come on, Facebook, and you will not be stagnant. Come on, Twitch, and you will not be stagnant. Come on, in the app, in the website, you will not be stagnant. Let's look, let's look, let's look at stuck. Stuck means not able to continue because something is too difficult. So this is not just baggage. This is full of rocks. And there's some rocks, rocks too. These are, these are real props. Cause, no, let me see. No, I ain't even. <laughs> these are real props. There's ain't no fake rocks. All right, everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. I, you can't continue because something is too difficult. Is there anybody in the building or online where when something got difficult, you stopped? Wave at me. If you ain't waving, you're lying. So wave your hand now because you're a liar and it got difficult to tell the truth. Second, unable to move from a particular position or a place. Which means, what's me? It's not that it's too difficult. It's just something is not letting me make a transition. Next, unable to change the situation. It's not that it's too difficult. It's not that I don't want to make the transition. It's that the transition is out of my power. Y'all still with me? Come on, open your mouth. Say, and I will not be stuck. Next, in a difficult situation, which means there are certain situations that because of the difficulty of them, it feels like you're stuck. Next, unable to move. Then watch this last one. Set, here it is, in a particular position, place, or way of thinking. Which means for some of you, watch me, here's where you're stuck. You're only stuck in your mind. The only place you are stuck is in your mind because you have told yourself what you cannot do. You have told yourself what you are unable to do. You have told yourself all of these reasons why it can't when the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I need you to say this Wednesday with authority. Say, he's the God of movement. So watch me. The last few messages have taught us, I'm almost to where we want to go. The last few messages have taught us that during this season of the spring feast, how many of them are there? Four. We have a supernatural push in springing four. Now, I just need you to remind the person close to you, so touch them behind their back. Just touch them behind their back. Say, say you have a supernatural push. Come on, online, I need you to put that in the comments. You have a supernatural push, which means what you won't do, heaven's about to push you to do. 
what you have been stagnant and slow in doing, heaven's about to force you to do it. This is why for many of you, you're having a lot of things come up at one time, and you're like, I'm not ready to deal with this. But heaven says, oh, yes, you are. You're going to deal with this, and you're going to deal with it right now because in the spring feast, you're about to see sudden, fast forward movement. Come on, Wednesday. Sudden, fast forward movement. Say it, Wednesday. Sudden, fast forward movement. One more time. Sudden, fast forward movement. Point to somebody tell them. Sudden, fast forward movement. Watch me. Sudden. It's going to come out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. You're going to get an email out of nowhere. Your phone's going to ring out of nowhere. You're going to get a text from a strange number, but it's going to be the answer to what you've been praying for out of. You're going to get a doctor's report for an appointment you forgot you had a test at, and it's going to be the results that you need out of nowhere. Sudden, fast forward movement. Now, I taught you that the spring feast, say spring feast. Um, the God is based off of the Hebrew calendar, Hebrew calendar. The Bible is based off of the Hebrew calendar. This calendar has seven major feasts, and I've been teaching you about those in the last several messages so you understand the season that you are in. Oftentimes, people, especially if you grew up in church, you heard things like this, we're under an open heaven, and people would make declarations without anything didactic from the sacred text or the sacred writ to underscore what it was that they were announcing, which means that they said it, but they didn't have scripture to back it. Pay attention. But during the spring feast, uh, it literally is God having a meeting with you. So your prayer, praise, and worship gets an audience with God. During the spring feast and the fall feast, God says, I want an audience with you. Which means God says, I'm coming to see about you. I'm coming to interrupt the status quo that's been going on in your life. In other words, God says, you've been doing, you've been walking, you've been walking, you've been walking, you've been walking, you've just been used to doing it your way. God says, wait a minute, I'm about to send you on a whole fresh Wednesday. I need to feel your faith in the building. Would you please touch somebody close to you that looks like they got a half a teaspoon of faith and just say, S-F-F-M. Sudden fast forward movement. Now, in these feasts, the spring feasts all represent sudden fast forward movement, and I've taught you that. So I need you to expect things to move quickly during this time. In this second quarter, say this second quarter, I need you to expect things to move quickly. I need you to expect things to accelerate. I need you to expect things that have been on hold to be taken off hold. I need you to expect your applications to be approved. I need you to I need you to expect your returns to be approved. I need you to, I need your expectation to go to a place where every day you waking up like, what are you going to do today? 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 I need your expectation to go to a whole nother level. Why? He's an Ephesians 3.20 God. He does exceedingly abundantly above all that you and I could ask or think. So I've taught you the four spring feasts. Let's go to where we're going. The first of those is the Passover. The Lord's Passover, I've taught you. This was last Wednesday. It, it represents the exodus from Egypt. What was that? It was sudden fast forward movement. For 430 years, they were stuck like Chuck in a stagnant situation. They were stuck in Egypt. Egypt means narrow, tight, confined, stressed out place. They were stuck in Egypt. God tells Moses, go to Pharaoh, tell him to let the people go. Then while God told Moses that, on the other side, God told Moses' enemy, tell him no. What do you do when the God that's giving you sudden fast forward movement is seemingly the same God that's putting the brakes on you? 
Okay, I don't like your silence right there. Is there anybody beside me where you've ever felt like, God, do you hate me? Okay, where y'all at Wednesday? I can be 100 Have you ever been like, God, like, are you, or what did I do? Ready? So God is playing chess with himself. And he does it 10 times. And I've taught you 10 is the biblical number of divine perfection, which means every no was perfecting them. Every delay was perfecting them. Every denial was perfecting them. What if I told you every no was making you better? What if I told you every time you got shut down, it was really a set up for your come up? This is why you're better today than you were last year. Why? Because of every no that you. Is there anybody beside me that can say I may not be where I want to be? But I can thank God that I'm not where I, he's been perfecting me. And every day he's working on me. And every moment he's working on me. And every hour he's working on me. And I maybe messed up a little bit, but he's still working on me. And I'm so glad he doesn't abandon his work when he's in the midst of it. Can you release a praise if you're glad he's never given up on you? Go three, two, one. Fist bump somebody and say, God working on you. God's working on you. So watch me. So watch me. Come on, we got to go. It's, it's their exodus from Egypt. And then all of a sudden, overnight, after Moses and Aaron have been told, no, 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 no. God tells Moses, go to sleep with your clothes on and your sandals and your shepherd's staff. He said, because you're about to have sudden fast forward movement. God tells them to do something stupid to see something supernatural. And for some of you, you, it's not faith until it feels stupid. I'll wait. I'll wait. Because some of y'all, watch me, you are a little too smart for your own good. Because you got to know days and numbers and details. And he's not a, he's a God of details, but he ain't giving you all the details. It is, it's not supernatural until it feels stupid. What do I look like as a grown man, God, laying in my bed with all my clothes on and my shoes on? And it's hot. We in Egypt. It's hot. Could you imagine? Could you imagine it's hot and you got on all your cloaks? And you laid up in the bed. Ain't nothing worse than going to sleep in a hot house. Who grew up in the South and knows something about them hot houses where they had that one air conditioner in the window that you had to turn on and if you weren't sleeping right up? I'm not going to do that. Rest of the house just hot. Watch me. Watch me. We're almost done. We're almost where we want to go. Watch me. So the Lord's Passover. So pay attention. So overnight... Somebody rushes in. The Bible says Pharaoh sends a messenger. And for some of you, watch me, your answer is going to come through somebody else. This is why you need to be careful how you treat people. Because while you're stepping over them, they might have your message. And I feel bad for the people that stepped over you. Because you were the one that could have wrote their check to pay their debt off. You. I literally, I literally, I literally had it in my mind. I, I had, I had, I had, I, I had something. I had it in my mind. I was gonna, I had it literally written down. I said, I'm gonna bless somebody. And then the Lord let me see something. And I said, I, I ain't blessing them. They ain't getting nothing. Absolutely not. Watch me. Because they didn't realize that God often sends miracles through messengers. You waiting on him to do it himself. He's like, well, I was gonna send somebody else to do it. But the way you treated the messenger, I'm gonna shut the miracle down. Would you look at somebody and say, be careful how you treat the messenger. 
Hold on, wait a minute, Moses. I'm not done. Wait a minute, Moses. I'm not done. Wait a minute, Moses. I'm not done. You got to be careful that you don't get out of place while you're waiting on your movement to come. You ready? All right, here we go. Watch me. So overnight, shout overnight. overnight. Online, you type it all caps. Y'all shout it. One, two, three. Overnight. So for some of you, watch me. I need you to keep saying things like, by this time tomorrow, suddenly, instantly, quickly, because your vocabulary has to match what God is about to manifest. Because your mouth starts your, come on, be a good Wednesday night Bible study. Your mouth starts your movement. So when God wanted light, he asked for light. He didn't curse the darkness. When God wanted light, he asked for light. He didn't get mad. When God wanted light, he didn't say somebody need to do something. He said exactly what he wanted to see. And Wednesday, I need you to say exactly what you want to see. So put words like this in the atmosphere. Say immediately, immediately. urgently, suddenly. Quickly, by this time tomorrow. Now watch me. I know some of you, but that sounds stupid. Good, then that means it's supernatural. If it don't sound stupid, it ain't going to be quite supernatural. So in the middle of the night, here's sudden fast forward movement. A messenger comes. Ah, Moses, get up. Moses, he gets up. He tired. He's hot. He's sweating because he's been having his clothes on all night with his shoes on and his walking stick. Pharaoh wants you. Every other time when they wanted to get to Pharaoh, Moses and Aaron had to go to Pharaoh. But during the spring feast, the Bible says that Pharaoh sent, you're about to be sent for. All expenses paid. Mm, please open your mouth. Say, I'm about to be sent for. All expenses paid. Come on, say your first name. Say, favor wants you, breakthrough wants you, answers wants you, finances wants you. Well, let's go. The Lord's Passover. So pay attention. They wake up, they get up overnight, 600,000 men plus women and children, over 2 million people have to leave Egypt. They have to leave Egypt and they left with silver and clothing and gold. I want you to pay attention to what they didn't take. They're left with gold, clothing, silver, their livestock, their herds. Okay? Okay. Gold, clothing, silver, livestock, herds. They're left with these five things. For many of you, you need to start releasing. Y'all ain't going to say that. And I'm not just talking about finance. Watch me. Your next requires you to travel lightly. And if you don't regularly use it, I need you to release it. Because you ain't going to be paying for eight trucks to move it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? All right, watch me. Watch me. He shakes him. Can you shake your neighbor? Come on, just shake him. Just say, if you know their name, say their name. But, but I'll tell you what. Just say, hey, 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 hey. Say, say, hey, hey, hey. Say, Pharaoh wants you. Come on, shake him. Say, hey, 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 hey. Say, the chief executive wants you. You're about to get a raise. Come on, let's go up for a moment. Come on, shake them, shake them, shake them. Say, hey, hey, hey. Favor wants you. Blessing wants you. Keys wants you. Property wants you.
So the Passover, okay, thanks, Moses. Okay, but now you're going to be Jesus. Character switch. Now you're going to be Jesus. Character switch. Watch me. You ready? Okay, so the Passover is the same thing when Jesus was crucified. One moment, Jesus is walking freely. The next moment, Jesus is now in a place of crucifixion, and he's been arrested on false charges that were pressed by somebody that was a part of his circle that was trying to take him out. So watch me. Say the other side of fast forward. What happens when God says the quickest way for me to get you to where I need to get you is to have somebody do you dirty? What happens when God says the quickest way I'm going to get you to move and I'm going to get movement in your life is I need somebody to do you dirty. Because for some of you, you're so merciful and you're so gracious and you're so kind and all of that's good that you won't do something until somebody does you dirty. So during the Passover, watch me, watch me. It's the flip side because some of you, watch me, you're not going to do what you need to do until somebody does you dirty. You're not going to get the education you said you were going to get until somebody does you dirty. And while you're feeling like they did you dirty, you're going to get on the computer and finally send the application. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? So that's the first. Let's go to the second. Come on, let's go. Here's the second. Here's the second. Stay right there, Jesus. The Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now, for Moses and the Hebrews, when they were leaving Egypt, they didn't have time for the bread to rise. So the bread, watch me, it was leavenless, which means, watch me, for you and I today, during the feast time, we're to self-reflect and self-correct to remove the leaven out of our lives. The sin or the error. So how does God do this for you? Is that God will allow you, let's go to Jesus. Go, now you Jesus again. All right, watch me. You're leavenless, which means... The moment that's your worst moment, you have to deal with it by yourself. And even if you got people to call, they don't get it. You ever tried to talk to somebody about something? And you got frustrated when you were talking to them because it was clear they didn't get it. Why? Because when you need to self-reflect and self-correct, God has to dismiss other people from around you so that their mouths and their opinions are not influencing what you need to correct about yourself. So what God does will leave you in a moment by yourself. Jesus is on that cross by himself, and he's next to two people that don't get it. Come on, y'all. There's a thief on one side that's talking about the future. There's a thief on the other side that's talking about Jesus. And so he's stuck in between two thieves, and neither one of them gets it. So he has to deal with this moment, self-reflecting, self-correcting by himself. Who in here, and no lie, you got some moments in your life right now where even though you have people, you feel like it's just you look at me that's a good place to be because that means he's making you self-reflect and self-correct come on lay your hands on yourself say he's making you self-reflect and self-correct all right stay right there jesus verse eight present an offering of fire to the lord during the feast the bible says we are to sow sacrificially Okay? An offering of fire, which means you feel this when you give it. When fire touches something, it never goes back to being the way that it was. Watch this Wednesday. Jesus sacrificed himself. Watch me. He set himself on fire. Do you know why he turned the tables over at the temple? Uh, he didn't turn the tables over just because he had an issue with them 
exchanging money. That was normal practice in the temple because when people were coming to the temple, they were coming from all over the known world. So if they were coming, watch me, from Italy and they had a different monetary system than what was there in Jerusalem, they needed to exchange so that they could give their offering. Pay attention. So Jesus did not have a problem with money. That was not his issue. He knew if I don't do something to piss off the Pharisees and the Sadducees, it is, they are not going to take action against me. And I know that I have a small amount of time to get on this cross and go get the victory for my people. You didn't even hear what I said. So Jesus set himself on fire, knowing that when he flipped the tables, they were going to have an issue with him, and they were going to want to crucify him. You still with me Wednesday? Okay, watch this, watch this. Here's the last one, verse 10. Then first fruits, uh, the last two. And first fruits, this was this past Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. So three days later, Jesus, he's in the tomb. So let's go back there, that's the tomb. Oh, let's do like child props, like kitty church. This is the tomb. This the tomb, it's kids props, that's okay. <laughs> you ready? All right, let's see. So in the tomb, say three days, three, days. three, nights. three nights, looks like. Nothing is happening. During these three days and three nights, Peter goes back to doing the job he used to do because he's like, this Jesus thing didn't work out. These people began to doubt him. They said, this, this is crazy. You never should have believed this. This is crazy. He's not coming back. It's over. I'm so glad that you've had some people to write you off to say it was over for you, to say that that was your end, to say that you were never gonna bounce back and never gonna rebound. Because the feast of first fruits, the principle of first fruits says that whatever the first is, so are the rest which means everything that Jesus is, so are we. So because Jesus resurrected, I need you to prophesy to somebody in your section online when the majority of us are, type it in the comments, say you're about to see resurrection. Oh, yeah, I, I know they said it was over for you, but you're about to see a. I know you felt bad, but you're about to bounce back. Yesterday you took an L, but you're about to. Please touch somebody close to you. Say, resurrection is on you. Wrong person, try another. Say, resurrection is on you. Try one more person. Say, resurrection is on you. You can't kill me. You can't stop me. You can't annihilate me. You can't get rid of me. You can't shut me down. You can't shut me up. You can't block me. You can't stop me. Resurrection is a spirit, and that spirit's on. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, it's on me. Come on. We almost there. Can I, can I push you just a little further? Can I push you just a little further? We're almost there. Verse 16, Pentecost. This is 50 days. That's May 28th. 50 days later. So you're in a year of Jubilee. 50 is the biblical number of Jubilee. So during this second quarter, you're going to see something that only happens once every 50 years. During this second quarter, you're going to see something that everybody don't get to see. Because you're about to see a year of Jubilee overlap with Jubilee. So what do you do when Jubilee meets Jubilee on a dance floor? Y'all ain't gonna sit there. What do you do when Jubilee meets Jubilee in the midst of a situation? For some of you, it's been so rough because you're about to see double. 
all of your trouble. Come on, Wednesday. Open up your mouth, say Jubilee on Jubilee. Come on, for every person that knows God's about to give you double for every heartache, for every pain, for every suffering, for every triumph, for every issue, for every stressful situation, shall double. This happens, this happens once only every 50 years. I don't like your silence. It's offensive. It happens once only every 50 years. Some of y'all, watch me, you've got to maximize it. Now, I pray you live a long, healthy, prosperous, anointed life. But to, uh, if I was you, I'd maximize what you might not see again, watch me, with the strength you have now. Which means everything God got for me, I'm getting it. Every door God got for me, I'm walking through it. Everything God has for me, I'm going to take it. Watch me. Unapologetically. I rebuke. I feel like prophesying. I rebuke your insecurities. I rebuke your shyness. I rebuke your fear. I rebuke your telephobia thinking you're not good enough. I rebuke what your mama said that was a curse. I rebuke what your daddy said that was a curse. I rebuke what your ex said that was a curse. And I pray that it be replaced with blessing. Every place where a curse was released, that curse will be replaced with a blessing. In Jesus' name, lift your hands, worship God for five seconds right there. Go, five, four. I need to hear you, three. Let heaven hear you too. Hey! Hallelujah! So let's go. So let's go. So let's go. Can I, can, can I push you just further? Okay. All right, Wednesday. So look at this. Say, say he's the God of movement. So, okay. So come on, Jesus. Let's back up. Okay, put the tune down. <laughs> okay, come on back over here, Jesus. Come on. Come on. We got light skin, Jesus. Come on. You ready, Jesus? Okay, watch me. While he's going through his worst moment, you ready? You ready? So he's so into movement that while they thought we got him. You know what I love about the enemy? Is that he prematurely celebrates. He's having a party while God is planning a resurrection. So, So the Pharisees and the Sadducees and everybody that hate Jesus, watch me, they looking. Just like a lot of people, they don't like your stuff, but they always looking at your stuff. You miss what I just said. You're like, only 15 people like this, Bishop. Oh, no, that's the 15 that showed you that they liked it. But everybody, that, you, you watch me, you'll be surprised how you're the center of some people's lives. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You'll be surprised who's going to spend three hours tonight flipping through your stories and TikToks and Instagrams. Yet they say they don't like you, but yet they all up in your business. Why? Because back then they didn't want you, but now you got this jubilee and they all up on you. Watch me. So while Jesus, while Jesus, so the enemy's like, we got him. Pharisees and Sadducees are like, we got him. Even Judas is like, this might work out. The Bible says, while he was here, say the God of movement. In the temple, the Bible says that the curtain was torn. So what does this curtain represent? 
The Bible says that only the high priest could go behind the curtain, which is known as the veil. Only the high priest could go um, behind the veil where the Holy of Holies, which represented God's presence was. It's where the Ark of the Covenant was. So while he's on the cross and it looks like nothing is happening. Come on, Wednesday. He's the God of movement. So while you thought nothing was happening in your life over here, what you didn't realize is he was moving in something over I don't like your silence. While he was moving over there, it looked like nothing was happening over here. But he's the God of movement. God, don't. So while he's here, suspended on the cross, bloody, beard ripped out, unrecognizable as a human being. Watch me. While he's here, and it looks like nothing is happening. While it looks like nothing is happening. Well, it looks like nothing is happening. You praying, looks like nothing is happening. You giving and nothing is happening. You shouting and it looks like nothing is happening. You being faithful in your serving and it looks like nothing is happening. You praying for other people, they getting results and you can't seem to get one result. And it looks like nothing is happening. Jesus was over there moving and he tore the temple curtain from top to bottom and the earth shook. What was he doing? He was tearing the curtain so that everybody would now have access before only the high priest could get back there. Now that the curtain is gone, everybody's got. And if I got access to God, certainly I have access to human beings. Certainly you got access to everything that you need. Open up your mouth, shout, I got access. Everything I need, I got access to. Everything I need, I have access to. Everything I need, I have access to. Everything I have need, I have access to. Say it. Everything I need, I have access to. Say it. Everything I need, I have access to. Say it. Everything I need, I have access to. Say it. Everything I need, I have access to. Leave it right there. If I got access to God, certainly I have access to a regular smegular human. If I got access to God, certainly you have access to the financial resources you need. If I have access to God, I have access to everything God has access to, which is everything. Nothing's happening here. He over there tearing down curtains over there. And notice where he tears the curtain down Wednesday. He tears it from. Which means you got access from everybody at the. Stop looking at yourself like you chump change. Stop playing yourself like you a cheeseburger when you a whole Big Mac. Two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, pickles, whatever the rest. On a sesame seed bun. You ready? Elbow somebody say you have access. You walk on your job tomorrow with authority. I got access. I, I ain't got to play these games with you regular smugglers. I got access. I, I don't have to kiss nobody behind. I got access. I, I don't have to beg. I don't have to borrow. I don't have to steal. I got Can I go further? Okay, so it gets better. So it looks like nothing is happening. Not only does he tear the temple from top to bottom. The Bible says the earth shook. But let's go to the next verse. Let's go to the next verse. And the tombs open. So you just think when Jesus resurrected that he got up. He got up. He got up. The reason there was so much confusion the day he got up and the reason his disciples were not certain it was him was because he wasn't the only one. So you're like, how did they know it was Jesus? Because there was a whole lot of people walking around. 
that had come out of the tombs. Many godly men and women were raised from the dead who had died, which means resurrection is a spirit. And since he's the God of movement, watch me, resurrection can transfer to anybody, anywhere, at any time. I dare you to send the word out of this building and off where you're watching from right now and send it to somewhere else. Say, I send resurrection. Where are you going to send it to? Say it. Say it right there. Open your mouth and say, well, you sending it right there. Come on, tell somebody close to you. Say, I send resurrection to your life. Say, everything that God wants to live, it shall live. And whatever needs to stay dead, it will remain that way. You will not resurrect relationships God wants dead. You will not resurrect thinking that God wants dead. He's the God of movement. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Thank you. No, wait a minute, Jesus. Hold on. Wait a minute, Jesus. Wait a minute, Jesus. No, you can come off the cross. You can come off the cross. Uh, let me get your knife. This serves dual purpose. So the saints know. Listen. You ready? Everybody stand in the building at home. Watch this. So when Jesus was on that cross, he tore the curtain. Say movement. How did he tear it from? So what do we have? Access. Anything, anything you want, act like you have access to it. Walk into a place like you own it. If you're going to see a property, walk in there like it's yours and sit on the couch. Cross your legs. If you go to the bank, say, don't bring me in here to this front. Take me to the private client section. I don't come over here. I'm not arrogant. I just have access. Y'all ready? So what was Jesus doing when he was dead? Because he died. Come on, let's go back to say, didn't he die? He died. He died. Ready? So when he died, here's the question. Here's the question. What did he do when he died? And it looks like there was no movement. I told you he tore the curtain. Other people got up. But that was when he resurrected. What was he doing for three days? Bible says that Joseph of Arimathea comes, takes his body off the cross, puts it in a tomb. So it looks like there is no movement. Say, it looks like there is no movement. Tell somebody close to say, I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to tell you what's happening. Colossians 2.15, here it is, we're done, last scripture. What Jesus was doing during those three days and three nights, because he took on the sins of all humanity, the wages of sin is death. So what was the punishment for sin? Hell. So where did he go for three days and three nights? Hell. But not to suffer. See, see, a few thousand years earlier, let me have some keys. A few thousand years earlier, there was a man named Adam. And Adam gave his authority, which is represented by keys, to Satan. 
You got it? He did that in Genesis. Jesus is called the last Adam. Because when he died, somebody say, didn't he die? When he died, he, he goes to hell. And there's some keys hanging up on the wall. There's some keys. They're hanging. And they're good. They're good. They're good. They're good. They good. It's some keys. It's some keys hanging on the wall. It's, it's some keys hanging. Say some keys were hanging. Come on, say y'all. Say some keys were hanging. Satan's like, I have authority here. I have authority over the earth. I have authority over the earth. This is why when he tempted Jesus, what did he say? I'll give you all these kingdoms. Why? Adam gave me the keys. So the only way your people have any authority in the earth is somebody got to come take these keys from me. That's why he had to be 100% God and 100% man so that he'd qualify like the first Adam. I'm not saying nothing to me. So, so he goes to hell for you and I so you and I don't have to go to hell. And while he's down there, he says, hey, I'm going to need them keys up off of you. The keys that Adam gave you, I'm going to need those keys off of you. Which means I'm about to give my people authority again. And if they decree a thing, it shall be established. I'm about to give my people authority. So when they speak it, they'll see it. I'm about to give them authority over sickness. Come on, lift your hands and say, I have authority. Come on, I need to hear the sound of those that have authority in the building and online. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Come on, say, I have authority. So watch. Not only did he, not only, not only, not only did he need to get the keys, but the enemy now had a weapon he could use against us. Adam gave it to him. Adam gave it up. So Jesus says, I'm going to disarm you, which means you will have a weapon, but the weapon won't be armed. Flip it back in. The weapon won't be armed, which means my people will be able to declare no weapon that's formed against them will be able to prosper. So you know why I'm not scared of the enemy? Because, yeah, well, look what he got. Yeah, but there's no blade there. He, he's been disarmed. Yeah, he may have a gun, but ain't no bullets. He's, he's been disarmed. Would you please touch somebody close to you? Say, the devil is already defeated. He's when he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a public spectacle of them, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphal procession, having triumphed over them through the cross. While it looked like nothing was happening, the God of movement got your keys, and the God of movement, so when the enemy says, you ain't nothing, you can say, look, hey, 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 hey look here, look here, Mark. I am somebody. When he says nobody loves you, you can say, watch me, I am loved and favored by the most high God. When he says you're going to fail, you can say, you know what? And I'll get right back up again. Though a righteous man fall, watch him get up not once, not twice, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven times. Look at me. And the Bible says that he exhibited them as captives, 
Can, can I have you three? Let me have you three. So, so you're going to be Jesus. You got the keys. You've taken, they can have a weapon because it ain't going to work. What you going to do, rub me? Look at me. Some of y'all are scared of the enemy because you've been taught the devil, 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 devil. That's why he has to roar like a lion. He has no teeth. You scared of Cleophas. Listen. For Martin, you know, he ain't got no teeth. For Martin. And if your name is Cleophas, just don't be offended. Just trying to exempt the principal. You ready? Look at your neighbor and say, you will not be scared. And because God is the greatest power, say we will never be defeated. So watch what he did. Watch what he did. He says, here, there's your weapon, but I took the power from it. I took the power from it. I got the keys, took the weapon. Now watch what he did. He starts marching them around hell. March him around this way. March him around this way. And then he starts marching around every accuser and saying, look, I got him. He starts marching them around. He starts marching every accusation. He starts marching every ounce of guilt, every ounce of shame. Just keep him on the stage. Every ounce of condemnation, every issue. He marches them around and says, I got that. Wednesday on three, I need you to open up your mouth and release a great praise. Watch me. That the God of movement has now taken the power of the enemy and you are victorious. One, two, three, go. Go, 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 and you will never be defeated, and you will never be defeated, and you will never be defeated. Say it, and I will never be defeated. Say it, and I will never be defeated. Say it. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. He's the God of. He's the God of. Well, it looked like nothing was happening. He was handling business. People thought you weren't doing anything. They didn't know you were planning for everything. And the world's about to see your plans. And your family's about to see your plans. You just couldn't tell them about them because they like to kill dreams. In this building, end no line, hits about high schools. If you need to become a Christian for the first time, this is your moment. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful, this is your time. Thirdly, you'll be like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, slip your hand up in the building online, do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in this building. Online, do the hand with the emoji and say it's me wherever you're at. Everybody, pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up. You are the God of movement. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So 
Just text the word DECISION to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.